Hello and welcome to the Doxology Podcast. I am Jens Nelson. And I am Lucas Stock. This is a podcast dedicated to journeying together on the road that is the Christian faith. Join us as we discuss and investigate theology and the Christian life and the life of Christians uh, as we strive for unity amongst our diversity as members of Christ's church. Lucas, it's Friday. I love Fridays. It's the end of the work week. Um, Sometimes it's payday. Uh, It's not payday today, uh, but it is Christians of History Day. So uh, I I think our our listeners by this point, you know, know what Christians of History is all about. Um, We explore the lives of Christians from church history to learn the good, the bad, uh, how to emulate them, um, and really just to understand kind of how we got to be where we are today. So uh, we're, we're sort of just jumping back into church history. We're not really focusing on an era, so uh, we're going to bring you Herman Bavink today. Yes, Herman Bavink, a name that I think has a lot of weight in the like online Protestant, especially Reformed kind of sphere. A lot of people seem to love Bavink. Um, Herman Bavink was born in 1854. He is from, or was from, I guess, the Netherlands, uh, and he is the son, or was the son, I don't know, is, was, I guess it's, you know, we're all alive in Christ, so uh, his father, Jan, was a pastor uh, in the Christian Reformed Church in the Netherlands, the Christelike Gereformeerde Kirk in Nederland, um, and uh, something that's kind of interesting, I don't know a lot of the history of this, but he, th- this church, so Bavink's family um, would, would fall into this category, was, was called secessionist or separatist um, because the Christian Reformed Church in the Netherlands was, was formed earlier in the 1800s as part of a split within the Dutch Reformed Church. Um, I don't know... A lot, all of the reasons, I don't know, you know, how that affected people's perspective on separatists or the mainline national church or anything like that, um, but I do think it's kind of uh, fun, you know, for someone who likes church history, uh, and that's what we're doing here, it's kind of fun to, to note those things and where different uh, denominations and churches come from. So, like I said, Bobbing's father, Jan, was a pastor uh, in the city of Kampen, where Herman Bavink, uh, when he grew up a little bit, he enrolled as a student at the local theological school in Kampen. But he was only there for a year, because um, where he really wanted to study was the University of Leiden in the Netherlands uh, to study theology. And this was kind of a big deal. Um, he, he had actually been persuaded by his father to go to the local theological school in Campen instead of Leiden um, for a year, for at least a year, because the University of Leiden had a theological faculty uh, which was well known at this stage in the, in the latter half of the 19th century for being a, a hub of modernism, modernist theology, liberal Protestantism, all of that jazz, um, and the Christian Reformed Church, the church that the Bavinks were a part of, uh, was a conservative, reformed, orthodox, uh, you know, body of, of churches. So it was kind of controversial for um, Herman's father, Jan, who was a pastor, for his son to be going to this liberal, 
modernist school to study theology. But he did go, and while he was at the University of Leiden, he studied theology. He um, was really attracted to this this a, a more scientific approach to theology than than was available at Campen, um, which which was available at Leiden as a you know a sophisticated large you know established university faculty of theology um and at leiden he demonstrated his capable abilities as a student as well as his personal commitment to traditional reformed orthodox uh doctrine as well as piety i do apologize it's very beautiful out so our windows open and some gargantuan truck is driving by sorry if you could hear that in the mic but um he maintained this commitment to traditional piety, traditional devotion, as well as doctrine, um, while engaging with his professors and the, the sort of different way of doing theology that was represented at Leiden compared to the more, uh, I was going to say small, that's not really what I mean. I just mean the more traditional, the more conservative church background that he came from. Um, so... He was at Leiden studying from 1874 to 1880, uh, and by the time he graduated, he earned a doctorate in theology. He wrote his dissertation on the ethics of Holdrich Zwingli, which is kind of an interesting topic. Um, and then following his graduation, he was called to pastor a congregation for a year and a half before he, uh, at the age of 28, moved back to Campen because he accepted a call to teach at the theological school in Campen, where he had uh, spent his first year of, of theological education. While he was there, he taught dogmatics, ethics, and philosophy, uh, and he was there as a professor from 1882 to 1902. So he had a nice kind of decent, you know, 20-year career uh, as a professor of theology at the theological school of Campen, which is, which is pretty cool. Um, and in 1902, he transferred to, or not, that might not be the right word, but he moved to Amsterdam because he actually succeeded Abraham Kuyper, which is a name you may have heard of, another very prominent Dutch Reformed uh, Christian of history. <laughs> um, not one we've covered, but, you know, he is a Christian and he is from history. Um, but so, so Herman Bovink succeeded Abraham Kuyper at the Free University in Amsterdam which I'm not even going to try to say free university in Dutch and ruin that the way I ruined the other uh, Christian Reformed church in the Netherlands. But um, that was kind of where he was in terms of his career until his, his death in 1921. Um, and he continued to teach. He continued to write and engage in, in um, theology as well as other um, topics uh, like education, politics. He was a, a, a part of Abraham Kuyper's political party that, that Kuyper had founded. Um, I don't know how involved he was. Uh, you know, he, he, his, his career, his focus, his, his task, his work was definitely theology and, and serving the church in that capacity and teaching future pastors and all that. But um, he was also uh, very aware and involved in, in other issues going on at, at the time that in his community and his nation and all that kind of stuff. Um, and one of the things that um, he, you know, a theme that kind of stands out in his life is his commitment and concern for Catholicity, 
um, which kind of makes him a good fit for us, uh, among other reasons. Um, and a lot of his writings and, and sermons uh, are really focused on uh, not really ec- ecumenism so much as just a, a spirit of Catholicity, not being narrow-minded within your one congregation, one denomination, one tradition, but being open to the broader tradition and witness of the church while he still remained a Dutch Reformed theologian and and churchman. Bavink's greatest theological contribution came in the form of his four-volume Reformed Dogmatics, his, his magnum opus, Systematic Theology. Um, and through this work, this, this expansive um, theological production, I don't even know what, what to call it, um, that's one of the ways that his theology and his thought has most uh, traveled, traveled the widest and, and influenced the most people uh, since his not only writing it, but also his, his death. Uh, Louis Burkhoff, who we just talked about a week ago, was heavily influenced by Bavink um, and his, you can see the, the impact specifically of his systematic approach in Burkhoff's systematic approach and, and his writings. Um, and particularly for English speakers, <clears throat> excuse me, English speakers, Burkhoff was was uh, definitely a big uh, catalyst for spreading a lot of Bavink's ideas as he kind of took it into his own thought and helped to pass it along. Um, one other theme that came up in Bavink's career and sort of his, what he was concerned with that I thought was really, really interesting was his commitment to keeping uh, like I mentioned before, he was interested in a scientific approach to learning theology as opposed to um, what I can only kind of imagine is maybe a little more pastoral, traditional kind of approach to education. Um, speaking from the perspective of education, you know, he went to a big university to study under an established faculty, right? Um, and he was really committed to keeping theology, the science of theology, in the academy, in the university setting, um, it was it was interesting to kind of learn a little bit. Uh, he during his lifetime, as he's a professor, as he's a writer, the there was a push legally to remove theology studies from universities, and he kind of pushed back against that, uh, urging to on the basis of a scientific approach to theology, kind of like theology is a science in, in many ways, just like biology is or history or, uh, you know, sociology or, or physics. Um, because, you know, in, in his thinking, theology is the way that you do theology. It, it's a scientific discipline. It's the science of God as opposed to the science of life or the science of, you know, uh, history or whatever other discipline. Um, but because it's the science of God, it has a unique methodology it, you, you, you know, you don't put God under a microscope. You don't, you don't approach theological reflection and theological study the same way that you approach biological study. Cause you can't. Um, but that, that is unique to theology in the sense that it's about God, unlike everything else. But what, what's important for Bavink is that, the the theologian doesn't represent some sort of biased, you know, 
weirdo committed to religion while everybody else who is a physicist or a biologist or a historian is this, you know, unbiased, objective, neutral observer who just simply reports the facts. But but really, he's he he. It's, it's really interesting. I, I'd like to dive in a little more into like this aspect of Bob Inc.'s thought. Um, but his approach is, is, is more to say that just like the theological scientist, if we can talk in that, in that way, the biological scientist has certain commitments, beliefs, perspectives, knowledge, opinions, and biases that they bring to their work. And science isn't any kind of science isn't something that's just done in this clinical detached way because as human beings we all have things that we believe things that we uh, know or committed to or whatever else um, so his argument is kind of is kind of interesting that uh, theology should remain in the academy as a discipline in the universities that is taught that is you know has faculties for it just like anything else because from the perspective of the human engaging in this science of God, uh, it is very similar to how you uh, approach any other discipline. You need to know the, the, the tools, you need to know the methods to, in order to successfully engage in biology, in history, and in theology. And I find that very intriguing, very compelling as someone who is interested in theology in an academic context not 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 just in a pastoral or practical or or other context mm. um but of course if you look at Bobbing's life if you look at his writings and his theology this is not some you know cold scientist in a lab coat writing about god you know this is someone who had a deep love for the church who was committed to serving the church as a quote-unquote theological scientist um in the same way that uh, many uh, very learned academic theologians today, we can point to continue that work of serving the church through the high, intense, you know, very disciplined study of theology and, and church history and all that kind of stuff. So Bavink is a very is a very fascinating figure because of his influence uh, as a as a Dutch Reformed theologian. Uh, I, he's just someone that I, I've encountered his name a lot, and his his writing has had a pretty big impact, certainly on the reform tradition. It, it, uh, you know, I, I don't know how extensively he's read or known or discussed outside of his tradition, outside of the, you know, the Dutch reformed as well as the broader sort of generally reformed kind of Protestantism, but he certainly had an impact there. He certainly had an impact on others like Burkhoff, who I mentioned, who who had wide-reaching impact. So I think he's a really interesting person, and, and I love to kind of dive into these little, like, side areas. You know, I don't, always, I don't always come across these things, like his whole thing about theology as a science. I just kind of accidentally stumbled on that as I was preparing for this, and I thought that was just super interesting, so I wanted to share it. But that is more or less uh, a, a brief sketch of the life and work of Herman Bovink. Very nice. Yeah, I, it seems like he's had a bit of a, I don't know if the word renaissance is accurate, but he's had like a, a renewed interest, that, at least in the last couple of years, it seems like, you know, people wanting to read his dogmatics, people wanting to dive into um, some of his writings. And uh, one of those that I actually have, I don't have very much, but uh, The Wonderful Works of God, 
which was um, printed by Westminster Seminary Press. It's a really good um, hardback, but it's it's basically an introduction into the Christian religion according to the Reformed Confession. So it's similar maybe to like Calvin's Institutes, for example. Um, but it's just, like you're saying, very, I mean, it is very pastoral, but also very scientific, um, but very just beautiful and, and well-written, um, very... Mm. I don't know, just very, I've benefited greatly. Like, this isn't, this isn't like a devotional book necessarily, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like uh, my utmost for his highest or something. Um, But this theological work, this, you know, think of something like the Institutes um, being devotional, making you yearn for God and the the wonderful works that he does in the world. So if you're looking for somewhere to start and you don't want to get a four volume dogmatics, definitely look up. (laughs) Uh, the Wonderful Works of God. It's uh, obviously an English translation of what he originally had written in Dutch, but um, can't recommend that, you know, highly enough. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, and if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I I can't remember. He wrote sort of a one volume summary of his dogmatics. This I might be think, that. Yeah, I think that's what that is. Um, if not, it certainly sounds like a similar, similar sort of good good jumping off point. So. Yeah. Um, you know, or just go ahead and, you know, blind purchase all four volumes of Reformed Dogmatics. You could probably spend your money on a lot of worse options. That's so. for sure. Up to yeah. up to you. Up to you. You've got <laughs> options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And let us know how that goes. And also, if you're wanting to learn more about Bob Fink, I know that there's a very good um, critical biography that came out within the last year that is also very highly recommended. Um, the author is escaping me at this moment. I think it's like James Eglinton or something. Um, I don't exactly know, but if you look up Bob Vink, um, biography, there's a new one that was published within the last year. So, um, so yeah, thank you, Lucas. And thank you to the listener, uh, whoever you are, wherever you are. Um, I was looking today at where some of our listeners are and it's all around the world, dude, like Japan, Indonesia, um, countries in Africa, Russia, like it's just cra- crazy to see. So we, we, we want to say thank you for listening to this episode and any episode of our podcast. If you want to connect with us, if you want to find us, talk to us, um, you can find both of us on Twitter. Um, you can find our podcast at Doxology Podcast. Uh, we're also on Instagram at Doxology Podcast. Uh, you can always send us an email at doxologypodcast at gmail.com. We always love feedback positive and negative. We love your questions, your episode ideas, especially Christians of history. Uh, But until next Tuesday, peace. Peace.